1: Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start a new week post Christmas here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you back in the producer chair. Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Morph, and online at sunburymotors.com. And like every Monday show, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Or go to purdyinsurance.com, home, life, auto, business. They have all the insurance needs. Visit them online at purdyinsurance.com or at their office on Market Street in Sunbury when safe to do so, of course, as they have mentioned. A very entertaining NFL weekend once again to recap here. And we'll certainly get Steve's thoughts on all this. We got Dave Zangaro today from NBC Sports Philadelphia at 4.06. Alex SteelersDepot.com at 4.35 today. So a loaded 4 o'clock hour with lots of Pennsylvania football talk with two teams in pretty much two different directions. I'll say my Eagles rant from when, the, from when Steve gets on because I know he wants to hear about that. And I also want to spare the audience as far more longer as they can before they have to hear me rant again about... Another disappointing day for the Philadelphia Eagles. But I want to focus on the Steelers to start things off here because that was an important win for them yesterday. Had they lost, you can just continue to see the free fall coming after an 11-0 start. Because I honestly thought that was going to be the case considering where this offense was mentally with the drop passes and just defense is figuring out exactly what they were trying to do. The defense have been able to hold up consistently but I think, doing all that they can. Big Ben not looking like himself, and it looked that way for the first two and a half, three quarters of the Colts game. This is a team that was down 17, and the way they came back, all of a sudden, They just started throwing the ball down the field, taking chances. And all of a sudden, Big Ben found his rhythm again. Guys started making some nice catches, including Deontay Johnson, who I think has had a good bounce back two weeks. Really critical for the Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, of course, has a couple big catches, including the, which was the eventual game winner from 25 yards out. And things look better for the Steelers. It's still not perfect. It's still far from perfect. They still need to learn how to start better. I think Alex was the one that mentioned they only have one touchdown so far in opening drives this year, if I remember, if I believe that's correct. Somewhere along that line. Certainly there's still issues with the Steelers' offensive line and the running game. Now, when it comes to just the play calling in general, I was always thinking to myself, why, even though the receivers are having trouble catching the football... Why weren't they still trying to take some shots just to keep the defense honest instead of just trying the medium throws? Which led to, of course, the questions about Ben Roethlisberger. But obviously, you saw yesterday, he can still make those throws, it seems like. So where, where were those play calls then? That's, that's just going to be a mystery to all of us. Because if you do that, then it opens things up underneath. That's what works so well for the Steelers to start off the year even with a lack of a running game. And then when it comes to the running game, I'm not totally getting this running back rotation with James Conner and Benny Snell. I know James Conner's still working back, so if it has to do with his injury, trying to work him back, fine. I can can understand that to some degree. But on the, I think it was the second drive of the game, where they missed the third and one, they give the ball to Benny Snell. Where's James Conner? Give the ball to him. Especially, if it seems like you don't trust somebody like Benny Snell, which I've been kind of up and down on. He's not a perfect back, but I think he can turn into one if you if you keep feeding him the ball and let him work a little bit. Now that's just me. I've like I said, I haven't seen every Steeler snap, of I, course. I, but by the way,
0: I, I, by the way, I got your Christmas card.
1: <laughs> oh, good. I'm glad you did. I mean, to sit there, all right, and.
0: The card he sent, he said, with a hero of 2020, with his arm around the suit. That's the card you want to send out?
1: (laughs) It was against my will. No, I mean... No wonder Lisa's worried. It's just... (laughs) No, it was a beautiful card.
0: You know, beautiful card, your little guy at his first Christmas...
1: And, and he wonderful. loved every second and, of it. We did too. And, it,
0: and his first birthday is coming up. <laughs> yep. This week,
1: As a matter of fact, on Friday he was the first baby
0: born last year. All right. So, uh, you need uh, your quarterback came down to earth. Um, yes, the last he did. Two and a half quarters. He played the way I thought he would play. But they they are in a tough spot. That's why I'm glad I sit here. (laughs) Because uh, do you make the decision now that this is your guy going for? Because whatever decision you make in this offseason is going to have a level of permanence to it. Oh, yeah. Now, the way the game is being played today in the NFL is a mix between the way the game was played for a long time and the way the college game is played. It's a real mix between the two right now when you see the people that are out there. Um, Now, Alex Smith, I mean, you just go guy by guy. Alex Smith, for example, he actually used to play that way Uh, when he was younger. He had the kind of mobility... Uh, that made a difference. Daniel Jones actually can run. Uh, He's still a pocket guy. Washington, it's with Alex Smith. There is no more Dwayne Haskins. He got cut today. Uh, That doesn't usually happen. How often have I said that if you're a first-round pick, you have to play your way out of the league? Well, he'll stay in the league, but geez. I mean, he played his way out of Washington in less than two seasons. Wow.
1: Uh, that's... Yeah, that was stunning.
0: Remarkable. But that is...
1: Uh,
0: that was remarkable. Um, so... But you see how the games play Roethlisberger's in the pocket Burrow can move Mayfield can kind of move Jackson obviously can um, The You see Herbert can move Locke's okay at it um, Carr, nah, not really um, uh, Let's see uh, Newton is, you know, but no. Allen can move. Obviously, Allen's really good at it. Tua really can't move. I, mean, I said that last year when they drafted him. I said, Tua can't move. I said, everybody thinks he's like, hey, he's really fabulous on the move. No, he's not. Never has been. Never has been. But that's the way the game is a hybrid today in the NFL between them. So now you have to decide, okay? now I have to decide uh, how am I going to play moving forward? Because it's not as if Wentz can't move. But uh, everything everything uh, with Philadelphia this year began, I think, when Booker got hurt for the season. The all-pro guard.
1: Oh, Brandon Brooks, yes.
0: Yeah, Brandon Brooks, I mean. No question. When uh, That's almost forgotten in all of this. And... I think that's that's almost forgotten in all of this
1: well as i said Uh, on twitter after the game yesterday steve yesterday reiterated that the head coach and the gm can no longer be part of the future of this franchise and as far as the quarterback goes to to your point it's not necessarily fair to hertz what I'm about to say here, but he had to right. like yeah, really understand. wow me to say, "Hey, all right, he's he's it." Yesterday was a step back, and I know it's a small sample size, but I, it, that, that's just the situation that the head coach and the GM has put this team in. So I'll, I'll just I just go back to where I am right now. In I think Wentz would be better and can rediscover himself under a new head coach, and I think that's or, where the, or, I think or, that's the direction that the team fine, needs to go fine. in
0: you're firing doug already
1: i've been okay. i've i want i've been i've fired him and howie roseman even though there's reports that roseman's somehow going to survive all this
0: well we have some really interesting emails today too i want to get to those we do can i get to can i get to the emails first go right ahead and then then we'll then we'll get back to complaining about the Eagles because you ha- because you hate your own team.
1: And for your info, I did start with some Steelers talk today. I praised the other Pennsylvania team first. I saved the Eagles talk for you.
0: I don't want to talk about the Eagles. Huh? <laughs> uh, David wrote to us. Uh, Thanks for the on-air mention a few weeks back. Organic grapes. Looks like Jack likes to alternate between red grapes and white grapes. Very healthy snack indeed. All right. So, David, let's give you some insight. Now, number one, Joanne is the one that provides the grapes. All right. And when he went to the white grapes, the green ones, Penn State won. So we kept going with the green grapes the rest of the season.
1: (laughs) Got to do what you got to (laughs) do.
0: So, David, if you the, the incredible massive insight <laughs> to how the grapes worked, because <laughs> they could see on the on the Facebook Live, they could see us in the booth, and they could see the grapes. Well, when they won with the one <laughs> with, with the one kind of grapes, we just kept going with those grapes. That's all we we did. I uh, said some nice things about what we do. Um. About you know about adjusting to uh, Jack and I talked about Penn State adjusting to Michigan State's play action passing, and you know and and Jack's the one that really breaks that stuff down. A couple of topics that might stir some controversy for your Penn State audience. First, After it's all over, perhaps invite John Urschel on the show to describe how the college football playoff process works. That is something that we probably were going to do anyway, but I appreciate the same being on the same wavelength we're on. A uh, brief look behind the curtain. I think fans would like to hear that. And David, I think you're right. Uh, let's see. Um, he says that you uh, might be expected to defend their selection decisions or rail against it and never get invited back. Uh, no, nah, that's uh, that's not really how I do interviews, David. So, I, you know, John. First of all, John and I are very comfortable with each other, so I think we... Uh, I think there's ways to ask questions that make the guests feel comfortable. You can ask tough questions, but you can do it in such a way that makes them feel comfortable, like it's a discussion. We try to do that. I'm not going to be perfect at it, but we try to do it that way. Second, there's a subset of folks that listen to your show believe that Penn State should have played a bowl game, and there's no doubt you're right about that. Can you provide more insight about how the decision was made? The syndicate in me thinks that Old Main or ICA made the decision, not our players. I understand if you can't comment on this, but I know that some fans are saying, what the heck, one more week, one more game. Finals are over. Don't the players want to play again? Uh, I know that that your perspectives give us the information so we can make our own conclusions. True. But it seems that none of the media outlets are questioning the decision at all or giving perspective. Okay, now I did, as a matter of fact, uh, give, uh, Dave, I did give this, as a matter of fact, I'm trying, oh, Dave Dave writes, by the way, I'm trying to live up to the standard of Doug from Wellsboro and Dick from Milton with these questions. <laughs> 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 that's beautiful. That's a, t- I love that's that. a tough that
2: standard to live great.
1: by.
0: <laughs> that no, but that's great. Okay. Actually, I did give some insight into this last week, Dave. And this is um and this is what I thought Uh, what was it, Monday two weeks ago? If you were to ask me Monday two weeks ago, I'd be giving you the possibilities of playing in the guaranteed rate bowl or in the Mayo Bowl, the Dukes-Mayo Bowl or whatever, okay? And I really thought for sure two weeks ago Penn State was going to go. I really did. I'll tell you when I started to change my mind, Dave. I was asked by football to come in to be on camera for uh, National Letter of Intent Day, so for National Signing Day. It was my job to, you know, you know the way it would go is James would talk to the recruit They said, okay, we're going to make the announcement. It was my job to then, hey, look, here to make the announcement with the first overall pick in the National Signing Day draft, former Nittany Lion And current NFL All-Pro Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears—that was my job. Boom. Then also the video would come up, and Allen would announce that the King Twins had signed for Michigan, which made sense because Allen's from Michigan. So that so I went in there. By being in there, it gave me my first chance to actually physically be around them since March, uh, when I went to went to a workout. So, I was not just around James. I was around and had a chance to talk to Terry Smith, Brent Pry, Taylor Stubblefield, Kirk Sciarocca, uh, you know, I mean, uh, all the way through. I mean, Phil Troutwine had a chance to talk with Tyler Bowen. Then I also had a chance to talk with some of the players, all briefly, but enough where it wasn't just high and goodbye, Jordan Stout, Sean Clifford, Jesse Lucetta, Pat Frymuth. That's when I realized, Dave... How much all of this was wearing on the players of every day being in this, and that's when I started to change my mind. As you know, what they might not go to a bowl game because it is difficult every day, and you're you know, and I don't know what date they were going to have. Was it going to be the 26th for the Guaranteed Rate Bowl, or was it going to be the 30th for the Duke's Mayo Bowl, which would be Wednesday? And I'm thinking to myself, I'm not so sure these guys. I mean, because they had to be perfect all the time, while, by the way, still taking classes on Zoom, while still going through finals and things like that. And I think there gets gets to a point where you know, unless you're that was really the first time I could really put myself into their shoes. And Dave, that's when I started to change my mind as to whether I thought they were going to do it. I thought for sure at the beginning of the week they were going to No doubt in my mind they're going. Jack and I were like, they're going to go. Then when I was done with the national letter of intent deal on Wednesday, I thought, you know what, I don't think they're going to do it. Just from conversation. I never asked anybody, hey, you're going to a bowl game? I never asked that. This was just from being there, observation, conversation. You know, like Lucchetta was telling me, I asked him about class. I said, Jess, how's it going? He said, what about finals? I go, oh, geez, Steve, I got two 400-level finals today. He goes, oh, man. He says, plus I got practice, too. He says, I got a full load today. And it, I just kind of felt that I started to change my mind just being there. So, Dave, that's the insight I can give that maybe somebody else couldn't give because I have a chance to be around them. Uh, And by the way, James I exchanged texts with James On Christmas And James texted me uh, Where is it here James texted me Well, first there was this stuff About the suit, but that's He says, please give everyone my best He says, Steve, I was able to Quarantine for five days post-season COVID test And I was able to surprise my family On Christmas Eve that's awesome. I mean, I'm sorry, but Oof. that mean that means I I, te- I texted him back till us the best news I could could have heard during the holiday season. But yeah, I think there was there was a breaking point for everybody on that. All right. So do we do the other email? The other email actually dealt with when, with our show Wednesday. You weren't here Wednesday. I had a blast. <laughs> <laughs> I did. The last hour we just took calls. right? We just took calls. Excellent. And I said I said, look, ask me anything you want, whether it's professional, personal, something you always wanted to know, a complaint. and we had wall-to-wall calls the entire hour. All right. I mean, I I had an absolute blast, and yes, Doug from Wellsboro was one of them. (laughs) Excellent. No, I mean seriously, I had that was as much fun as I've had on this show because I love talking to people. All right, we'll come back more next hour. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Market Street in Sunbury, go to purdyinsurance.com. Auto, home, life, business. Hey, you work around the suit, and you need to be completely insured. Oh, that's a different topic. Uh,. Happy holidays from the great Purdy family to you and yours. Purdy Insurance Market Street in summer. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. So Dave and Jameson, I hope that answered your question. Appreciate that. Uh, so that Dave and Jameson. Then Jim in San Francisco. Uh, hi, Steve. Listening to the Wednesday podcast. I was out in the playground with my kids that day and thought, hmm, I wonder if today would be a good day to finally call Steve. Then my kids melted down and the afternoon slipped away. I'm kicking myself because it sounds like everyone had a lot of fun. That's because oh Matt wasn't here. And oh okay. Uh and <laughs> we just didn't we did nothing but calls, right, that day. Uh, happy holidays, happy new Year's year to you. Jim and SF, by the way, check out my cool mask that I got for Christmas. It's a it's a mask that is the top of the uh, Penn State football helmet with the blue stripe down the center. It's really cool. Jim, love it. That's great. Thanks for the kind comments and for the email. Yeah, you missed out, man. Yes, I did. Wow. Uh, Dave Zagaro is going to join us from NBC Philly to uh, complain about the Eagles, <laughs> and Alex Gazora from Steelers Depot will be here to praise the last fifteen minutes of the Steelers. Well, actually, let's let's go nineteen minutes. Huh? Huh? There you oh, go. That's huh? playoffs, Steelers. Huh?
1: Now looks like it. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> uh,
0: they they did so they you know it's amazing what they did because with the deep ball, the deep ball then reopened all the underneath passing lanes. Um, one quick note. Then we're gonna get to Seth here. Okay. And the quick note is this: I'm watching Liberty play Coastal. First of all. Everybody, quarterback sneaks. And I completely get the quarterback sneak thing. You watch Brady run, it's like, wow, the way Brady's always run it, whether it's with New England or Tampa Bay. Goff ran the quarterback sneak, got belted, fumbled, got away with it, didn't score. Mayfield ran it, hit, fumbled, lost. Uh, It's not as automatic as the world thinks it is. Yeah, it's a. It can be a really great short yardage play. There's no doubt about it. We've seen it work many times. But it's not automatic. And, you know, wow. Um, then I watched Buffalo, and then I watched Liberty. Okay, don't score a touchdown. Don't score a touchdown. Don't score a touchdown. <laughs> Buffalo finally just scored the touchdown and eventually won the game. Liberty, then fumbled, <laughs> tried not to score a touchdown. The Raiders tried not to score a touchdown, didn't get a field goal lost. So that's not It's not perfect either. <laughs> okay. You'd be amazed at what execution means. I say it over and over again. If things are properly executed, you can make things work. Oh. Uh, and speaking of the lack of execution... I'm sorry, having announcers not at the site is just not getting it done. I'm watching Coastal play Liberty. The Coastal quarterback throws a touchdown pass, and on the play, you can see he gets belted. All right? And then they did a quick cut, and the cut couldn't have been more than the second and a half. You can tell. He's down on the ground. He's hurt. And it took two and a half minutes for the announcers to realize that he was hurt. And then they'd send a backup quarterback in to suddenly run the two-point play. That's what happens when you're doing the game from your den. All right, let's uh, do a little pro football focus here. Let's bring in Seth from uh, Pro Football Focus, PFF. Welcome. Great to have you with us.
2: Thanks for having me. All
0: right. Let's let's uh, let's get to it. Uh, I know you break down a lot of college tape. I want to start, actually, Jason Oway has opted for the NFL draft. I'll start there with him, then I'll get to Pat Fryermuth. We'll go to the two guys that have opted for the NFL draft out of Penn State just to get your read on them. Let's start with Owe. Seth, what did you see uh, when you broke down some of his tape?
2: Um, I, I see, like, you know, I think Penn State, it feels like, maybe i'm wrong here but it feels like they're getting a lot of freaks on that roster especially on defense yeah and i think um i think he's part of it with you know um with michael parsons also i haven't like dived deep into um his film in particular just like just from seeing the penn state defense whether it's on tv or or just watching the defense as a whole he's yeah so i think that that's the type of guy you're getting uh Somewhere, you know, and I'm also not a draft guy, so it's probably somewhere. But you know what's funny? Like, I, I overrate everyone that plays college football because I'm like, <laughs> I'm a college guy, right? So I'm like, sure. oh my god, look at this guy! Right. He's got bursts. he's got this, he's got this, and then then it's it's harder to, for me to take that step back and, and try and figure out where he fits in um, in in you know, like the NFL draft or the NFL as a whole. So like, oh. I'm not exactly sure uh, much about about Oway in terms of where. Uh, he might go, but sure. obviously he's had a really good career, and, um, and he's been a good player for Penn State. He, he grades, I can tell you, he grades really well, and the, the thing that's nice about him is, like, you, you're getting a guy who can probably come in and play right away against the run, yeah. which I think is important, and then you can always you know, develop your pass rush moves uh, as time uh, goes on in the NFL.
0: This is something we talked about. I want to get to Justin Fields for a moment. Uh, this is something we talked about earlier in the show. Justin Fields uh, last year put together a sterling performance from stem to stern. Uh, the Penn State game last year, he played really well, not great, but ran the ball really well. This year he got off to a good start, but down the stretch, he has struggled. what What do the grades tell you about Justin Fields?
2: I think the 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 thing that makes me nervous about Fields, who I was a really big fan of, you know, uh, last season and still am. It's like, look, they played two good defenses and he hasn't played well against those two good defenses. That's what it comes down to. Northwestern and Indiana, he just hadn't played well against them and now you're coming into a game like Clemson. like That's a rough defense. Yeah, Specifically, I think the thing with Fields that's worrisome a little bit now I think Fields is unbelievably accurate Mm -hmm. Um, doesn't possess like the strongest arm in the world like you know Trevor Lawrence probably obviously has a stronger arm but you you could very easily make the case that on like a throw for throw basis um, Fields is more accurate you know, in terms of ball placement than Trevor Lawrence. I'm not saying Trevor Lawrence is not the number one quarterback. I'm just saying accuracy-wise probably make the case for Fields. What Fields got to do is stop wishing things are going to be open. Yes, that's really his problem right now and look it's Ohio State's offense and you play against a lot of the teams in the Big Ten that things are just going to be open just by design and your players are going to get open by you know your receivers and and, and your tight ends are going to be get open by design but when it's not there he's got to like hey you know what it's not the end of the world if you've got to check it down to your running back it's not the end of the world um if you take you know Ohio State runs a lot of like Seems by the slot, so that's a downfield throw, and then you know you, you pair it with a little six-yard hitch or a, or an eight-yard hitch, ten-yard hitch on the outside guy. Well, look if they're going to play off and take away that seam route, got to just it's not the end of the world if you throw it out there on the hitch route. Yeah, it's a long throw, but you're you know you're a five-star player, you're going to be in the NFL. You can make that throw, and I think it has got to do a little bit more of that. Also. You know, I'm, I'm writing an article about this now, but you guys still get, like, the sneak peek. But I, re, I went to rewatch watch the Clemson game from last year. When Clemson showed them kind of static stuff for defensive linemen, uh, you know, you would call, it like, a, a weak side rotation with the save, the weak safety coming down, playing cover one, playing cover three, easy stuff. No problem. They get up to a big lead. Probably should have been, you know, um, 20 to nothing or whatever it was. Sure. Uh, and then Clemson, you know, Venables decides, hey, you know what? Going back to to what I was doing at the beginning of the year, three defensive linemen, right. three safeties with a high – you know, Isaiah Simmons playing safety, playing a three high safety look, confusing them, the corner blitz, and then he throws the pick to Simmons like – so, you know, that's going to happen in the NFL, right? They're going to show you stuff, and then they're going to bait you into throwing something. Yeah. Um, so he's, he's really got to get better with that. I think, obviously, there's a ton of talent there. And you can, make, you can, you can put a cons list for all the top quarterbacks. Uh, we're just talking about fields, but like he, that's where he's really got to improve.
0: Yeah, uh, well, and, and holding the ball. His indecision now is coming to play. He's holding the ball a long time, Seth. I mean, comparatively, you yeah. if you're apparently a quarterback, that's indecision. That means he's not seeing the field.
2: There, there's a great play where they run four verts against um, Northwestern two weeks ago. Yep. And this is the one where, I don't know if you, if you remember, the one where Trace Thurman was getting upset because the referee kind of got in his way. Yes, yep. Um, yep. But, he, but like, so, okay, look, you don't want to throw – like, I saw some reps that were open down the field. He doesn't throw him. fine like like, you're not going to see everything perfectly every snap but like at some point you got to come down and say okay if i don't like the seam i don't like the the, you know the the outside hitch route or or you know i don't like the backside seam even though that might have been open too on that particular play then okay that's fine let me hitch let me get to my running back because i'm always going to have a running back check down in this case sermon was wide open he doesn't get there in time and then and then, and then bad things can happen. Like, yeah, it's a fluke that the referee got in the way. Yeah. But you're putting yourself in that position because you're, like I said earlier, you're wishing things were open. And now you're holding on to the ball, like you said.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh, and not having Olave. And he hit the umpire. <laughs> he ran into yeah, the umpire exactly. over the middle, is who he ran into. Uh, but uh, he also missed Olave a lot. And a lot, you know, some guys in the tight end is their uh, safety valve when they feel they need to have it. He doesn't have it. Clemson, to its credit, in last year's game, as you mentioned, changed up. They also did something in the game offensively last year that really confused Ohio State. Jeff Happley, who's now the head coach of Boston College, said, look, we went through every Clemson tape, all, right, all 13 of them last year because they played in the ACC championship game. They had design runs for Lawrence on three the whole season. Ohio State never expected that. What does Lawrence's mobility mean for him now at the next level? Considering I've seen the Jacksonville offensive line. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, I think it. He it's probably one of his better. You know, we talk about him being this like unbelievable. You know, pocket pass and stuff like that. I think his mobility is one of his better traits, and that's what Oak Clemson can do by playing. Um, you know, I don't want to put everything here like all of the eggs in the SEC basket, but it, it's what Ohio State can do. It's what Clemson can do by not playing. Uh, I don't want to show my SEC bias too much here, but like, by not playing an SEC schedule, is like, hey, you don't have to use him like this, right? Like no, we can get that, away that, with that's it. That's agreed.
0: I agree with you on that. You know that you don't have to use him like that because you are not playing that week in and week out grind like the SEC.
2: Yeah, so then, then you have this, there's this, like, two Clemson offenses, right? You have the one that's relatively basic. I mean, I, I hate to use those words, but, like, kind of is. They don't run a lot of concepts. They run a lot of stuff that's um, away to the sideline. Like, they, we, they, you know, don't, we, we're, they
0: don't have yeah. to, though. I mean, it, but
2: the, but that, that's the point, right? So now you get into the playoffs. Now you're playing Ohio State. Now you have um, to. Obviously, now you can do it because guess what? Like you can flip that switch because of the talent you have on the team. You know we, we have our um, because of all our char- charting that we do, we can look at where not just where the throws by the quarterbacks in all college football in the NFL are, but where the routes were run. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not even where that you know where the quarterback threw it. There's a lot of like you know red is above average in our in our heat maps and blue is below average there's a lot of blue in the middle of the field for Clemson like more blue like relative to the college football in general there is a, not a lot of routes being run to the middle of the field forcing their quarterback to make read after read on linebackers on safeties the NFL type of reads so the, and like you said what, what why like they're not here to make um right. make make themselves like look cool because you know they they read a uh, high low on the will linebacker they're here to win games, so like they, exactly. they just throw on the outside every every play why not
0: exactly and that's i try it. oh no, x does a great job at developing pro quarterbacks like no, they're trying to develop quarterbacks to win right now <laughs> okay. okay that's their job is to win with what's this week uh mac Jones mac Jones stepped in midseason last year for Tua. And certainly did a, a, a very good job this season. He has himself as a Heisman finalist. He also has an embarrassment of riches at wide receiver yeah. last year and this year. So, in reality, when you look at Mac Jones, how good is he? And how good are the you know? And how what do the receivers do to make him look this good?
2: I think it's it, it, obviously it's the receivers, it's the offensive line, it's the scheme that I think a lot of a lot of these big programs, whether it's Ohio State. Alabama, uh, Clemson to a certain degree, Oklahoma for sure in the Lincoln-Riley era, they're all becoming like, they're like, hey, you know what? We we went in, we were in this spread system, the spread era for uh, 15 years, you know, from, from, you know, the early Rich Rodriguez mm-hmm. days, the early Urban Meyer days, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yep. We're, now we're realizing, hey, you know what? We can put a little more beef on the field. We can play with an H back, you know, we would, and a tight end like Oklahoma for all these years played with two, you know, a running back and then an H-back and a fullback. Right. Uh, so we can do that. We get the best offensive line recruits in the country. We get the best receiver recruits in the country. We're going to play action and Alabama play actions almost as much as anybody. We're going to protect with seven. That's what Ohio State does too. Mm-hmm. We're going to protect with as many guys as we can. Sure. And, then, and then you can't play mad against us because our receivers are better than you. And if you play zone, the issue is, we're protected enough, so now your four rushers are out of the play because we can double everyone. Like your underneath zone defenders are out of the play because we're running deep posts and deep corners and deep crossing routes. So now we just eliminated eight guys. Uh, from your defense because we're just going to throw over top of you and then we're going to get these same kind of m- matchups down the field whether it's on the corners or on the safety or something like that and again now you've you've even though you're playing zone you've ended up matching man to man and we're going to beat you down the field so it's like damn if you damn if you don't right. getting back to your question on Mac Jones I think that he actually possesses some traits that I really like. There's some zip on the ball. His accuracy might have been the best in the country this year. Obviously throwing it to open the receivers is gonna make you look a lot better accuracy wise than, mm-hmm. than other guys. But um he does and, and I there was I I didn't get a lot of his stuff right this past offseason, but I thought when I watched Jones last year I was like, Hey, you know, he makes all the right decisions, throws the ball accurately, got a little bit of juice in his legs. Get yeah, a little bit of zip in the football, and it's kind of proved to be true. I don't ask me about any other quarterback because I got them all, all the miles wrong. But like this guy, I think made some sense in the sense that he 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 ran the offense to perfection. I think, and obviously, like I said, having all those players around him helps too.
0: Yeah. All right, Seth. Appreciate it. Ah, I thought I was gonna at one point. I thought he was gonna evaluate Luke, but I think it's just a little early.
1: <laughs> a little it's, bit. It's
0: ba- as badly as you want him to be evaluated, I mean, I can see you right now spending on thousands of dollars, sending him to every camp on the face of the earth. You <laughs> know that little guy's your meal ticket. All right, let's go. Back. We'll come back with more in a moment. Brought to you by Bernie Insurance on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay
1: the holidays are a time of year to celebrate and reflect reflect on the past year a year filled with challenges and uncertainty uncertainty that bred resilience and hope hope for healing change new beginnings and unity united as one people one community by one mission to safeguard and protect what matters most from all of us at purdy insurance we wish you health happiness and joy this holiday season and success in the new year